instead of just welcome. Doesn't it easy? Yep, sure does. <laughs> We're your two hosts. I'm Hayden Vozar. He's Azam Kapadia. Azam AZ Kapadia, excuse me. And we're both super stoked for the second episode. Uh, first things first, before we get into the content for today, if you're listening to this right now, please, please, please go to, go to the subscribe button if you're on Apple or the follow button if you're on Spotify. Click it and make sure you're subscribed or following us so you get notified when we drop a new episode. It also really helps us a lot, and it, it makes us happy when we see new followers. And, and, and please, we got, like, a ton of feedback this first this first week. So, you know, text us, email us, follow us on Twitter, DM us, like, anything to, you know, get our fe- get our feedback and, you know, get better. And, you know, we, we know what our listeners are looking for. Yeah, we always appreciate y'all's support and constructive criticism um, for sure. So lots of football to talk about today, and we're going to get going here with – a little story from this past week. Um, so one of our best friends from our football team in high school, Phoenix Brown. Shout out to Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> Phoenix. The best best center we've ever played with. But yeah, better I, than I was, you for sure. Uh, I mean, I played <laughs> I played center in <laughs> freshman year of, on JV. The smallest um, center ever. Yeah, I, I still had my I still held my own though. But um, anyway, yeah. So this past week I was in French class and um, I got a text from Phoenix. With probably about 30, 30 minutes left in class, um, and we were online, so I saw the I saw the notification, but I didn't look at it because I was too busy speaking perfect French, as Az can can attest. Sure, I hate French so much. Yeah, <laughs> Az it. Az had a hard time with French in high school. <laughs> I just hated our teacher, and she hated me. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, but so obviously I was not speaking perfect French, but um, yeah. So I I wait until class is over to look at the text and it's a video accompanied with a text saying something along the lines of probably the best play I've ever seen. And he didn't put any laughing emojis or anything to signify that he was joking. So I was like, Oh, okay, this is going to boost me. Right. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no it, it, it didn't. It was, abs- it was, it was the opposite. Um, <laughs> it was super sarcastic. And so the video turned out to be a play from my senior year homecoming game. So AZ wasn't on that team cause he was already in college. Um, but I sent it to him, and he was laughing at the time. Um, but I was in shotgun, and it was some kind of power zone run play. Um, so Phoenix snaps it to me, and of course, his snap is perfect, at, as always. But of course, I managed to make the most unathletic play of my life. And Not I, surprising. <laughs> and I take... <laughs> I Not take, surprising at all. I take my eyes off the ball too quick, and... Because I was trying to read the backside end. Cause Which was, you can't do in the first place. So, you know, you're just trying, you know, <laughs> extra hard. Okay. I, I got, he I just got, had to hand the ball out pretty much. That's all he had to do. I got better at it throughout my career. But I wasn't, I wasn't the best at reading um, at, at the read option. We but anyway. Uh, so Probably not better. good at reading in, reading, in general either. Yeah, reading in general. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up fumbling Phoenix's perfect snap. And I bobble it for like five whole seconds. The running back... Um, our boy Mouse, he he runs across my body, and I just I bobble it for you know Lord knows how long, and I just fall on it. <laughs> Doesn't even try to like make a play. He just, okay, he knows he's just trash, so you know he's just like all right, I'm bobbled it. Now let me just fall on the ball. So you know, pretty much does nothing. You know, it's just like a negative loss of yards, and then already like Hayden like is already struggling to keep his starting job, and okay. on top of that he's bobbling the ball. So like. Hey, listen, so... And he's only I, starting the homecoming game because it's homecoming. 
<laughs> but we had we had no fans because we had absolutely no student support at our high school whatsoever. Well, obviously, Bro. when the quarterback is so trash, not and sucks. E- like, even obviously, there's gonna be no fan support. Like, I mean, that's kind of just like that's an like automatic. Even okay, but I but I can say that like even when I wasn't the starting quarterback. We still didn't have any fan support whatsoever. And okay, okay. That's to be fair, we did, dude. Like our like Highland okay. Springs game when we were like, oh my god, like Highland that's, Springs, like we're gonna win this. And that's just, one game. That that was that was our one rivalry game that everybody always. Okay, came but to. homecoming was usually like senior games were always usually packed. Like we had, I mean, not as packed as like other schools, but you know, definitely more packed when Hayden Bozar is the starting quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but. Yeah. Anyway, so I just I just made like a a very terrible play, and it, it just it made me laugh. Not surprising again after after French. <laughs> it made me laugh after French class. Gave me a good laugh. So thank you, Phoenix, for um for sending that my way. Keep sending those. I, I know wish, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> I wish we had some kind of visual component to this because I would. I'm be, sure you guys can imagine it. I mean, it, pretty much all it is Hayden's trash. He balled the ball and fell on it. No athletic ability at all. Or you guys can go and Google and look up my huddle highlights and see how good oh I was. God. Waste of your time. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so that's that wraps up that that little story. I, um, yeah, it, it it was just funny. I wanted to share it with you guys, and I knew that AZ would come in and trash on me. Um, but you know, that's that's just what he does. That's what that's that's what best friends do, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. talk the truth all the time. <laughs> all right. So moving on to the actual football content for today. Um, we first are going to talk about the Eagles and Colts, um, Carson Wentz trade and pretty much, um, what, what went down there, what we think about it and like who we think, um, won the trade. So obviously, um, the Eagles traded Carson Wentz, um, to the Colts for a third round pick with a conditional, um, 2022 second rounder or first rounder. Um, and so so, I can explain that. So, so pretty much what that is, is. So the Eagles traded away Car- Carson Wentz, um, and in return, the Colts gave them um, a third-round pick for this year, and then they're gonna get so a conditional 2022 second rounder. So when usually when there's usually a conditional word in front of like you know a draft pick, it means that like based off like however the player performs like on his new team, the other team that you know just traded that player will get like a different kind of pick back. So in this case. Um, if Carson Wentz's play time is at or above 75% next season, um, that conditional 22, 2022 second round pick would become a first round pick, which is, you know, that's really good value for Carson Wentz. Um, and then also there's another condition. So if that second round, that second round pick could also become a first round pick. If Wentz, if, even if they don't make the playoffs, um, sorry, no, if, if he plays 70% of the plays, and they make the playoffs, then they also, you know, the Eagles also get a first-round pick, which, you know, I think that's a great deal for both sides. I know a lot of people are saying that the Colts won this won this trade, which, you know, I I think they really did because, you know, Wentz, you know, he fits in fits into that offense with Frank Reich and what he and what he wants to do. And uh, Carson Wentz had his best like you know years with Frank Reich when he was in Philadelphia. So I think it's a great, I love Carson Wentz, great guy. Like, I think he's going to do well in the Colts. Um, but I think the Eagles also got, got great value because here's the other side of the trade. Um, the Eagles are, you know, they're going to have the biggest cap hit in, 
in history, in NFL history, which is $33.8 million, yeah. you know, which is not good. Like, you know, that's not good at all, having a huge cap hit because, you know, you pretty, that's just dead money. You can't do anything with that money. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's bad for the Eagles, but they're also getting rid of Carson Wentz, which kind of like, you know, that opens, up, opens it up for Jalen Hurts or if they decide to draft another quarterback. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think great trade for the Colts, and you know, I'm I don't think Hayden and I were either surprised at this trade. I think you know he was either going to go to the Bears or the Colts. Yeah. Um, also, to give you a little background on like what the Eagles pretty much paid for Carson Wentz, they essentially spent five draft picks um, back in 2016 to get him, and now they're trading him away, taking a huge dead cap hit, and only getting two draft picks back. Um, and honestly, a third rounder and I mean, okay, I'm just going to go and assume that he's going to play yeah. 70%. I think he'll, I think the Eagles will get that first round pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for sure they're going to get that first round pick, but still, I mean, five draft picks as compared to two, as or compared to two. Um, and also, I mean, it's, it's a first rounder and a third rounder. Um, we see what Deshaun Watts, obviously Carson Wentz is not on Deshaun Watson's level. I'm not trying to compare, but we see that. Deshaun Watson is, you know, minimum three first rounders exactly. and a player. So yep. that that just kind of goes to show, um, you know, how I don't know. I, I I just think that the Colts really got a steal here, um, because Carson Wentz. He's not everybody. You know, everybody trashed on him last year. He's not a bad quarterback. He just him and Doug Peterson weren't clicking. Um, towards the end of his career. And, and I think and Carson Wentz sort of got, like, a little, you know, rattled with Jalen Hurts coming in. He's like, oh, man, yeah. like, I need to start. Which I think is bad when you look at that. Like, like man, Carson Wentz can't take competition. But, I mean, oh, well. Like, I, I, I hope he performs in the Colts, which I think he will. They have, you know, a great offensive line, which he never really had in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, so, I think I think he'll do well. Um, I think he'll take them to the playoffs because the Colts defense is pretty pretty solid, too. Yeah, um, I do think that. Um, yeah, I think I think the the Colts are a great fit for him, um, and obviously, I mean, he won't have much competition with Jacoby Brissett being. I guess well, he's he's in line to be the starter now. Yeah. Um, but that'll quickly change, I think, once training camp rolls around. Um, so yeah, like like we said, we we love to trade for both. Obviously, we think that the Colts win like in the overall um, discussion. But we also wanted to talk about Wentz and Hertz's futures. So obviously Wentz's future in Indianapolis and Hertz's future in Philadelphia. Um, and I think I obviously the Eagles needed Wentz to go, um, not because he's a bad QB, which he's not, but just to get rid of all the chaos that was happening when he was there. Um, obviously, yeah, like Eagles fans were, you know, so mad that just like their offense was not clicking. And um, I mean, their, their defense isn't bad. Um, but they were, you know, they, their offense wasn't clicking. And, um, I think that once Hertz came in as a starter, um, what did he play? How many games did he play? I'm not sure, but he, he played, I think like, I think a good amount of the second half of the season. Yeah. Games. He, well, cause he came in that one game when they benched Hertz and then like, he went off, he was doing really yeah, well. He, he started. And then I think he started in the next couple games and then they tried once out again or something like that. Yeah. I think it was, so. it was something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly I do like Hurts in Philadelphia. I think he obviously he's a he's a dual threat quarterback. He adds mobility to their offense, um, and he and, gives like Eagles fans like which 
in my opinion, Eagles fans are like probably the toughest on their team in the yeah. NFL. So like, you know, Hurts gives them sort of like a Michael Vick kind of, you know, run around guy in the pocket, create plays kind of dude. So that gives that gives Eagles plans, uh, Eagles fans to be, you know, something to be excited about. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just I, I hear rumors that the Eagles are looking to draft another quarterback, um, Nick Sirianni. So Nick Sirianni is the offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator for the Colts last year, and he got hired to be the Eagles head coach this year, which I honestly was like, I don't know how this is going to work out. I, I really did not see him as a coaching candidate. And obviously Nick Sirianni, he had Phillip Rivers last year as his quarterback, and now he's going to Jalen Hurts. So I, I don't know how Hurts fits in. Like Sirianni is going to have to like sort of, you know, build around Hertz now, but they might not even stick with Hertz, honestly. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, but I really want – Hertz was one of my favorite – personally one of my favorite um, quarterbacks, like college quarterbacks ever, honestly. Um, it's pretty much between him and Johnny Manziel for me. But, um, but I mean, I, I, loved, I love Hertz's story, and I really, I really want him to succeed in Philadelphia. And, um, I mean, if he does, if everything clicks, honestly, it'll, it'll be – cool to see um the race in the nfc east between them and washington assuming washington figures out their quarterback situation um but i mean we saw washington make it to the playoffs and give the bucks a run for their money even without a steady quarterback um you know so i don't know i i I think it's going to be um it's going to be cool to watch hopefully the nfc east won't be just you know, but terrible next year, like they as always. Been. Yeah, like they have been in the past. You know, Washington football years. team. <laughs> yeah, Giants without Saquon Barkley. Give me a break. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Daniel Daniel Jones running for seventy yards and then tripping. <laughs> with, <laughs> defenders, no defender within twenty yards of him trips. <laughs> Eli Manning 2.0. <laughs> they they look like the same person. <laughs> Literally the same. <laughs> I can't tell the difference, dude. Oh my, it, dude! If if only Daniel Jones wore number ten, dude. I that oh would be my, so, you you wouldn't be able to tell, dude. If he changes, I I'm gonna like send him a personal message to change his number to ten, <laughs> so we can just say Eli Manning and then put Eli Manning like Junior on the on the on the back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's that kind of wraps up that whole trade. Um. Now we're going to move on to more Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, Hopefully you guys aren't getting tired of Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. I, this, so this sort of topic, I kind of forced, like, into Hayden. Like, I was like, dude, we got to talk about this. Like, yeah. So first of all, I am predicting Watson will land with the Panthers. This is a strong prediction that I have. Um, I tweeted it the night before a Bleacher Report. He did. He, he texted. He t- you know, he texted me in the morning. So I, I got the Bleacher Report notification, um, I, I guess it was two mornings ago, or two days ago. Yeah, 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 was, yeah. I got the Bleacher Report notification, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But before that, when I when I first woke up, before Bleacher Report had sent out their notification, I saw um, I saw AZ's Twitter, and I saw his tweet about, you know, Deshaun Watson going to the Panthers and how they're making space for him and everything. And... Um, so I thought that was kind of cool, and then and then he texted me and he goes, you know, all caps, yo, I told you, yo, yo, <laughs> mark my words, the Panthers are, you know, Panthers are gonna get Deshaun Watson, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, I Bleacher Report should just hire me by now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not, not a sponsorship, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so all right, so here's why I think he'll land with the Panthers. So this week, the Panthers, if you guys, uh, well, now if you look at it, last week. The Panthers have been making a ton of moves, and you do not see a team really like 
you know, right after the Super Bowl, you don't see a team making a lot of moves. Like, it's sort of like the offseason and, you know, scouts. And, like, I know, like, draft season's coming up. But, like, you know, the GM right after the Super Bowl, he's not releasing players right away. It's sort of just like, you know, it goes on, like, into the season. So, the fact that, you know, it caught my eye. I was like, whoa, what is going on? Because every day I'm seeing the Panthers release a player. They release Kawan Short, who's, you know, a starter. Michael Pilardi, their starting punter. Stefan Weatherly, a starting defensive end. Trey Boston, their starting safety. And they released all of those guys. They These aren't like backups. These are starting players that yeah. they release. And with doing that, they cleared up around $20 million um, in cap room. And then along with that, I think it was yesterday, they restructured um, their center's, uh, Matt Paradis's contract and created $4.7 million more in cap space. So this, you know, this puts them around like $30 million plus um, in cap space, like over the last week. That's how much yeah. cap space they've created. And when you're talking about $30 million, you're only talking about quarterbacks. Yeah, they don't, like, they're, they're not going to, you know raise anybody that's already already on their team yeah you know, like they're already playing paying christian 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 mccaffrey um so i mean honestly like i i don't see that money going to anybody else um other and than the owner david tepper he is a recent you know he just bought the panthers like i think a year or two ago and he's came out and say like hey i want a long-term exciting quarterback and uh, I just saw a report recently that, you know, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is good, but they're not really sold on Teddy Bridgewater, which, you know, completely understandable. Like, he's sort of, like, ever since, I think, his ACL injuries, like, he's been physically limited than he was, like, when he was at Louisville, which, yeah. you know, like, I, I, I think he's a good, great player, or he was a great player, but I think I think the Panthers are looking in the right direction and knowing that, all right, Teddy Bridgewater is not a long-term, long-term answer. Um, I can't talk today. I don't know why. But yeah, neither can I. <laughs> but yeah, so I just like honestly do not be surprised if the Panthers land Watson. Um, if and that is a big if. If the if the Texans are gonna trade him, like right now it looks like it still looks like the Texans are very you know stubborn on trading him. I they haven't been fielding calls. They haven't been talking to anyone. So yeah, you know they really want him. Um, Deshaun Watson's still contributing to the Houston Texans community. Like he's like you know. I think like whatever happened in Texas this past week with you know oh, the, the ice storm and yeah. all that yeah. yeah so he's been helping them out like he's donating constantly like, he's a great guy in the community so I don't know I just it's really hard to tell if Houston is going to trade him I think it still comes down to Watson um, but I think Houston's just gonna have to really prove themselves because you know the owner just really like he does not get along with the owner I understand there's a new GM and coach but. It's just going to be the owner who's going to have to have a one-on-one talk with Watson and try to convince him to stay. Yeah. Um, also, this is going to give a little sneak peek into the next topic we have. Um, but also, Will Fuller is going into free agency um, in the next couple or in the next like month or so when it starts. Um, so, th- I mean, that's going to be a you know a huge debate. Is also like you know if they if they keep Will Fuller, will he come back? Obviously, okay. If they don't keep Will Fuller. There's nothing there. Yeah, there's I, no one there. They, they have to get somebody else um, to be able to bribe Watson to stay in Houston. But which you know, honestly, just just talking about that, like Will Fuller leaving, like he's not gonna stay. Like yeah. I don't think Watson's gonna stay either. So yeah. honestly, do not be surprised if Watson lands with the Panthers, which honestly sucks because I'm a Falcons fan, and we'll go into that probably next week about you know yeah. who who we're fans for and whatnot. But that division, man, like Matt Ryan. 
Um, well, Drew Brees is gone. Don't know. We're going to have to talk about that another day. I don't know what's going to happen with the Saints. Taysom Hill is going to start leading them. Jameis Winston is going to come out. <laughs> Tight end and quarterback. Yeah, he's just going to play everything on the field. And then, obviously, Tom Brady, um, which if you look at it, like Drew Brees leaving, Tom Brady's not going to stay for long. Matt Ryan's on his way out soon, too. They're going to – I think the Falcons will draft a quarterback this year for to replace him. Um, but yeah, like I think Watson, if he goes to the Carolina, like that's a good shot. Like McCaffrey, you got, you got a young receiver and DJ Moore. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. I think that's a great and great coaching staff. Like Matt rule is amazing. So I think yeah. that's a good fit. Yeah, I do too. Um, that would be really exciting to watch that offense. Obviously if, if, um, they're able to, able to land Watson. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that it's, it's all up in the air right now, obviously AZ, with his with his great hot take, um, but yeah, we're we're just speculating right now. It's gonna be exciting to see what happens once free agency um, rolls around and once you know people start or players start going places for sure and everything. Um, but yeah, next up we we wanted to look at the top free agents um, that are th- this summer that are gonna be um, that are gonna be rolling around to to teams and everything. So um, to start off, the negotiation window starts. March fifteenth, and then you can also um, then you can officially start signing players March seventeenth, two days after. Um, so that kind of just gives you a little timeline for when free agency can first um, start going. And AZ, I know I know AZ always gets so hyped up. Like Dude, March free agency is amazing. <laughs> March fifteenth will be like his second birthday this year. Yep, yep. <laughs> he gets so hyped. He has, you know, all these spreadsheets of players where he, you know, oh predicts where they're. I started. Going. I started creating my mock draft last night. Yeah, there you go. So mock we might, draft. I might, I might, you know, talk about it next week a little yeah, bit. Next so. episode, make sure you listen in next episode. But yeah, um, yeah. So to start off, there, um, there are so many wide receivers um, floating around in, in free agency this year. We got Chris Godwin, um, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller, T. Y. Hilton. Curtis Samuel, Marvin Jones, Corey Davis, and AJ Green. Those are kind of like the top ten guys um, at wide receiver that are that are free agents this year. So a bunch of really good, solid receivers. Um, and on top and, of that, you have you know probably the number one free agent on the market, which is Dak Prescott. Yeah. Which I think Hayden and I can both agree. Like I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um. But you know I think Dak Prescott probably made a mistake. They the Cowboys were giving him solid money, and now that he's injured, they're gonna ha- he's gonna have to negotiate a little bit. Yeah, they're they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna want to pay him um, as much as yeah as much. And obviously, that's gonna be you know that's gonna hurt him. But you, I mean, you can't pay a guy who gets his ankle, ankle or you like, can't you can't trust you know, that messed up that bad. Yeah, because you, you don't know how he's gonna be next season. You know, obviously, guys come back from injuries like that all the time. But I mean, it's. It's so questionable. You you can't trust that. But they um, definitely want him back. The Cowboys, yeah. Jerry Jones, they definitely want him back. And I know Dak Prescott wants to be back. Um, and tomorrow, the tomorrow is the first day you can start franchise tagging players. So yeah. don't be surprised after you listen to this podcast that you know the Cowboys have franchise tagged um, Dak Prescott. So I think that's definitely going to happen. They're just going to have to start negotiating, and I think you know they'll they'll get something done. Yeah. Um. So one thing that that I was kind of interested in when I first was looking at all these all these wide receivers in free agency was the Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones situation in Detroit. Um, it's kind of interesting that both of them are free agents, and I mean they're obviously the two um, top the two wi- top receivers in in Detroit. 
Um, so kind of like going off of Ken- Kenny Galladay a little bit, I think um, obviously regardless, the Lions need to keep at least one of their receivers, either Galladay or Marvin Jones. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah, but I think I think him and Marvin Jones um, will heavily – or their free agency will heavily depend on each other, yeah. um, you know, where the other person goes. So, you know, it you can't really have much speculation there because, yeah, it'll just depend <laughs> on – I think one guy's going to make his choice before, you know, the other guy does. And I know um, Marvin Jones has said that he wants to explore free agency. Like, I know Marvin Jones wants to get out. He, yeah. he like, explicitly said he wants to win a Super Bowl, so he's willing to take less money. And so, obviously, Detroit's not ready for that because <laughs> you got Jared Goff Jared now. Goff in there now. So, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, on top of that, like, speaking of the franchise tag, I think Detroit will franchise tag Kenny Galladay. Um, they, cause you know, they got to keep one they have for, to, yeah. for Jared Goff. Um, and then they're just going to have to, I think when I was doing my mock draft last night, I think they're going to either go with the receiver or they're going to have to pick a linebacker or something like that. But there's a lot of good receivers in this draft. So if I was Detroit, I wouldn't really be worried. Just try to franchise that Kenny Galladay, come up with the contract. And then there's a, there's a bunch of solid receivers in this draft. You got Devonte Smith, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle. There's, you know, there's some solid receivers. Yeah. Yeah, this this draft will be crazy um, in terms of – I mean, quarterbacks and receivers. I think this draft is going to be one that goes on in history. You've just got so much talent coming in, yep. um, coming into the league this year. So um, that kind of covers the, the wide receiver side of things. Like I said, I could go on. I could go into, you know, Curtis Samuel and kind of how he fits into the, the whole Deshaun Watson thing because obviously – if you you know if because Curtis Samuel is their second is their um, second yeah. wide receiver right yeah. he's wide receiver two there he kind of does everything runs the ball everything. yeah behind DJ Moore so yeah. if you know if Carolina lets go lets go of him then you know maybe I think Deshaun Watson I think an interesting might... spot for Curtis Samuel is Jacksonville so if you look back Curtis Samuel's from Ohio State and yeah. who recruited back you know back in Curtis Samuel's time Urban, Urban Meyer, Meyer. <laughs> and you know. He loves his Ohio State players. I think Curtis Samuel. I really think, honestly, he's just gonna go to Jacksonville. Yeah, that that that's a good take. I didn't really think about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that um, the whole wide receiver situation is gonna be interesting to see. You got Juju. Yeah. You don't know where Juju's gonna go. Yeah, Juju's Juju's interesting because I mean, they're yeah, their quarterback situation. They need they need to figure out their quarterback situation. Yeah. Because they need to move on from Big Ben. And honestly, yeah. Okay, Big Ben needs to retire, and then also the Dwayne Haskins pickup. I I don't know what was <laughs> what they're doing. Like, I don't know. Man. I understand that Dwayne Haskins just he his whole situation with like thinking that he was you know thinking that he was the go to guy when he first got into Washington. Yeah. I he understand. Also didn't have too good of a coaching staff. Yeah. So, so I mean, he like he's not a again. Just like Carson Wentz, he's not a bad quarterback, but I don't think that he can really succeed. He's not um, the long-term answer. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not. Big Ben needs to go. Yeah, that's why yeah. they only gave him a one one-year contract. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's um, that's that's something to talk about for another day, as well. Um, also, we we were looking around. We saw that Aaron Jones, um, and Leonard Williams are both free agents as well. Um. First off, with Leonard Williams, I think he's going to stay in New York because um, of his success last year. Last year, he was um, he was great. I think he had, I think I think it was nine sacks or something like that. Or yeah, nine nine plus sacks. I think um, he had a really good. Also, year. yeah, the defensive coordinator Patrick Graham there has been doing a phenomenal job, um, and Williams 
even said in a post-game interview after week 13 against the Seahawks, he said, I feel like we have a real culture here now, and I love the way this team is going. So, I mean, if week 13, that's not far out from the end of the season. I think, um, I think you know, even though New York is having some struggles with Saquon Barkley staying healthy and everything, I think that their defense, their defense is solid. Um, yeah, you know, and they which, want to keep it together. So yeah, so I think they'll, and it, he's again another candidate for a franchise tag. Yeah, if they can't exactly. Work out, so, um, so yeah, I think we both think that he's going to stay in New York. Also, um, Aaron Jones, on the other hand, um, I I don't think that he's going to stay in Green Bay. They yeah. have, um, they have Jamal Williams as well, and AJ Dillon. Yeah, AJ Dillon's a big bad dude. He's huge. He's huge. He's he's like two fifty or two sixty. Yeah. He's, he's insane. Yeah, he, he's huge. I think he'll – I think – and they, they started using him more in the playoffs, and he was, you know, yeah. he was doing pretty well. And Jamali Williams is all around back, and I think he – you know, he has a couple of years or a year left on his deal. So Aaron Jones is probably definitely leaving. Yeah. Um, and he's going to cash out wherever he goes. Yeah, I, I'd say um, right now I have the Jets or the Dolphins as, as his landing points. I feel like the Jets and the Dolphins are kind of – like the the standard um, landing points for because they have for, them for they any, have a, like a, the top cap space like Jacksonville yeah. Jets Dolphins they have like probably the most cap space so you know they can spend as much as they want yeah exactly and so I I made these notes before um, before the whole Carolina thing and with Deshaun Watson came out so I said that if the Dolphins can possibly get um, get Watson Jones would be a great pickup as well and would propel them into I think almost sort of like a super year like the Bucks had. With um with last year's free agency and everything, how they got Brady and Gronk and Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, all those guys. So, um if they can if if they can get Watson, which I don't know if it's that likely right now, um but yeah if they if they can get Watson, um and Aaron Jones, I think that would really propel them into um you know. And then even if you don't like, even if you stick with Tua, you get Aaron Jones, you know, as a nice big back, you know, as a safety back, and then they're sitting at number three. And in my opinion. They they either go Penny Suell um, from Oregon yeah. to protect uh, Tua's blind side, or they either go Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. Like yeah, they have nice options, so they definitely go. I think they're definitely going to go with the offensive player. But you know, Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith, like immediate upgrades to your offense. So if you get Aaron Jones a free agency, and then you get Tua another receiver along with Devontae Parker, yeah. um, I think I think that's really good for them. Yeah, I think that as well. Um, like I said, that would that would really give them a boost, and I think honestly, between them and the, and the Bills and the in the AFC East, dude, that that would be a crazy matchup. I feel like they would yeah. really give the Bills a run for their money next year. Um, so yeah, I mean that if Az, are, are you good with with everything we've covered in free agency so yeah, far? Yeah, I think I think that's pretty good. We have like you know we have other players. We didn't talk about Allen Robinson, the Bears receiver. I think he's also gonna go. Like he he hasn't played with a good. He was in. Uh, Jacksonville first, yeah. and then and then Chicago. He hasn't had a good quarterback. Allen Robinson's a beast, I think. If you He's put him with a great receiver, yeah. If Underrated. you put him with a good, you know, quarterback, like he will, he will surprise you and open some eyes. And then you have, you know, you have other players. Uh, you're just gonna, you know, it's too. It's, I'm not too early because you know it's under around three weeks until free agency starts. But you, there's so much to think about. There's draft. You got to think about like what teams are thinking. Like, hey, so if you know. The offensive line is pretty, like, you know, it's pretty deep this year. The offensive line class, the receiver class is pretty deep. So free agents also got to think about that, you know, that 
the receiving class, like, yeah, there's a lot of nice free agent receivers, but the receiving class in the draft is also really deep. So don't know how much teams are going to be willing to spend um, on receivers and free agency. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, like I said, uh, for everything, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see um, what happens with all these free agents. Um, but we will get more into possible spots for them later on in the free agency um, deadline period. So moving on, we have um, our last topic of the day. We have Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. We're going to be doing a little comparison. I'm going to take the side of Justin Fields, um, and then AZ is going to be taking the side of Zach Wilson. So to start off, obviously, we like we said in the last episode, Trevor Lawrence we think is going to go number one to the Jags, and we, we think that that's set in stone. And so now we want to compare Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. Everybody was saying, you know, earlier during the season and towards the end of the season when Justin Fields was really succeeding in those last few games, everybody was saying that, um, you know, oh, Justin Fields is going to for sure be drafted as a second QB in the draft. But we recently we, we've thought different, and um, we, we know that Zach Wilson is a great QB. Um, I Honestly, I just learned about him this past year. I – Really, that was like the first time I, I had heard about him because I mean BYU wasn't I I was you you came over once and I was like dude Zach Wilson I think you yeah. said Zach Wilson's gonna be a bust but now you're like oh yeah. I don't know I, I, I'm I trying to prove you wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know about that um I, obviously I don't, I don't I can't say right now um but all I can say is Justin Fields I think I think he's a lot better than what People make him out to be. So, listen to this. So, he's had he's had eight interceptions. This is saying nine right here. I, I heard eight. I've, I'm seeing nine right now. But he's had nine. I'll just go with nine. He's had nine total interceptions in his college career, which is great as, as a college quarterback. Um, he's played. So, he didn't, he didn't really play at all at Georgia. I mean, he got in at, you know, for Jake Fromm a couple of times when they were up by a lot. Um, but I mean, he had 27 total completions um, in Georgia in 2018, so we can't really count that season as you know something that goes towards his towards his legacy. So starting in 2019, when he was at Ohio State, obviously his true sophomore year, he played 14 games. Um, he had a 67.2 completion percentage. He had 3,273 yards. Um, it was, that was an average of 9.2 yards per attempt. He also had an, an average of 9.3 yards per attempt in 2020, um, in, in his 2020 season with Ohio State. Obviously, it was a lot shorter than his 2019 season. Um, but he also he had 41 touchdowns and three interceptions in his 2019 season. He's the first quarterback since he's the first college quarterback since 2000 to reach over to reach at least 40 touchdowns in a season and three or fewer um, interceptions. So that's that's just a, a cool stat for you. All I right, but that. how do you do this year? Okay. How do you do this year? He, you haven't said 2020 stats. I've been hearing 2019. Okay. 20, 20, uh, all right, 20, now let me hear the 2020 stats, 20, and I'll tell you Zach Wilson. All right, tw- All right. okay. Th- th- this is – AZ was yelling about this yeah, <laughs> before, yeah, before we yeah. even started recording. He was yelling at me. <laughs> but 2020 stats, he had he played eight, eight total games. Um, Trash. Seven, 70% completion percentage. That's – Better than both okay, of his okay. both of his first years, twenty one hundred yards, trash nine point three yards per attempt. That's great. Um, he also had um, twenty two TDs and six interceptions. So, trash. Okay, that's that's trash. This Decision making sucks. <laughs> he yeah, will not his, do well in the NFL. 
his 2020 season was not as good as obviously his, his 2019 season. Um, but that's understandable, you know. You a play lot of, eight games and you throw six interceptions. That's almost you're throwing one interception per game. That's terrible. Yes, that's yes, that's that's terrible. But at now the same wait, wait, time, wait, hold on. Now you want to hear Zach Wilson's stats? All right. Here we go. Wilson. All right. Twelve games. He played twelve games this year. He had almost thirty-seven hundred yards. All right. Thirty-three touchdowns. And guess what? He had only three interceptions. That is amazing. Now I know people are gonna argue. Zach Wilson, he, he, you know, he went to BYU. He's, he didn't play, like, you know, the best competition all the time. But in my opinion, when you're evaluating prospects, you know, in, like for the draft, um, you know, to draft for your team, you don't look at team performance necessarily. Like, I mean, you have, like, D3 players doing well in the NFL. Yeah. So, like, you know, you don't look at that kind of stuff. So, in my opinion, you know, I was watching his film. I'm constantly, like, I love watching Zach Wilson film. Um, I was watching his film this week and, you know, when he throws the ball and like, you know, I'm going to go into some more, you know, football specifics um, and trying to make it, you know, simple for our listeners. But, you know, when he's throwing the ball, it's important to keep your shoulders square. And, you know, Hayden can talk about this and elaborate more. Yeah. But, you know, you got to keep your shoulders square to, you know, for the defense. So they don't know where you're looking. You got to make sure your head is straight when you're lined up. Um, and so like when he's running around the pocket, he makes plays with his legs, like his, his shoulders are still square. And so you only see that kind of skill and correct me if I'm wrong, Hayden, but you only see that kind of skill when you're running around the pocket and you're still keeping your shoulders square. You only see people like Rogers and Mahomes doing that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I, I can also say, um, you know, I, I like Justin Fields, but I, I can also say that even, even in the pocket, um, Justin Fields does not really do that. He has um, – I was watching some film for him the past couple days, and there was just some throws where he would – you know, it would be a, a a go route on, you know, the left sideline, and he would just – so if, if you're throwing to the left side to, – to put this into perspective for people that haven't played football before, if you're throwing to the left sideline, your shoulders are already pretty much square to that sideline because – if you're a right-handed quarterback because you're – your turn, your back is already turned for you know how you're holding the ball. Your back is already turned towards the left sideline, so you should be having, you should be able to let that ball go right away, and pretty much with full power as opposed to throwing to the right side where you have to turn your shoulders, you know, with your left shoulder pointing to your target target on the, on the right side. You'd have to turn your whole body, and that would take more time. But throwing to the left side, Justin Fields still can't really do that. He can't manage to do that sometimes. There is one throw, um, like I said, he was there was a he was thrown to a go route and he totally underthrew him. Yeah, granted he was getting hit while he threw, but he could have gotten the ball out so much quicker. And um And yeah, that's where just, like, you know, that's where his decision making skills yeah. come up. Like a lot of people are talking about that. Like, you know, I when I turn on his film, um again, I've watched more Zach Wilson film than Justin Fields, obviously, but whenever I turn on Justin Fields film, I just don't see him reading defenses. Like I don't like no, he knows how to do that. Like he, he definitely does, but I just don't think like he can do it mid play. I don't know about his awareness. Like Ryan Day and his offense, like you know, great offense and everything. But you got to look at it. Like we just talked about his stats. Zach Wilson has amazing stats, way better stats than Justin Fields did in the last season. Yeah. And you got to look at it. He played at BYU. I mean, it's BYU. Like you never really hear of him. BYU receivers way worse than Ohio State and what they yeah. recruit. 
So you got to look at that as a whole. Um, I think the debate of those two are definitely is definitely like you know starting to end, and people are like, all right, Zach Wilson is good. Um, but you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I would definitely not take Wilson over Lawrence. Um, yeah. You know, I want to make that clear. Like, definitely, like if I'm the Jags, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. However, like you know, don't be surprised if ten years from now Wilson has had a more successful career than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, uh, I also want to get into. So Az was just talking about you know Zach Wilson playing at BYU. I also want to give I want to give credit to Justin Fields. He obviously played a lot more competition, a lot better competition throughout his career. Obviously, just being in the Big Ten alone, I know the Big Ten has kind of fallen off through throughout the past couple of years with Michigan just terrible now. Um, we also got Penn State. Penn State's kind of fallen off ever since yeah. Saquon Barkley left. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, they they don't have much competition in the Big Ten, but, I mean, they've made it to the playoff the past few years. Um, Justin Obviously, Justin Fields has been leading them there. Um, and so, yeah, he, I mean, he plays Alabama. He plays LSU, Clemson, all, the, all these great teams. So you got to give it to him on that end because – he does play a lot better competition than Zach Wilson, but okay. But again, I, I go to the individual. You know, when you're evaluating a player and you're writing a scouting report on this guy, you don't. Again, you don't really look at. Like, yeah, you look at opponents, you look at all that, and see like you know if he's rattled by like Alabama or something like that. But I think when you're just evaluating someone, you just look at the player. You can develop this guy as much as you can, but it's about what kind of skills this guy has coming out of college, like. You know, you can make that point again, like playing the Big Ten, all that stuff. Mahomes, Texas Tech, did not play the best schools all the time. Aaron Rodgers, California, I mean, didn't play the best schools all the time, right? So you got to look at that. Like, I just, like, I think you can't really look at Ohio State, BYU. You just look at the two individual players, and I really think, like, I mean, Zach Wilson, you turn on his film, this man's throwing, like, a bunch of deep throws, like, with the receivers being covered, and he's dropping dimes, like, his deep ball, his deep ball is way better than not way better. Oh, better for sure. than Trevor Lawrence. I, okay, yeah, yeah. For yes. I, I think his deep ball is the best. Amazing. In, in I love his ball. deep ball. It's yeah. like it reminds me. Russell Wilson probably has one of the best deep balls in the NFL right yeah. now, and he reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson. So right now, like if I was comparing, like I would say those two. But you know, this man's throwing to tight windows. His accuracy is on point. His ball placement, like with these defenders being like on the receivers, like you know, hip pocket, like this man's athleticism, footwork, like everything. Like I'm just impressed. Like every time I'm watching him, you know, he, he drops into his drop really quick. He has a great base, like all technical stuff you can think of that, you know, coach teaches a quarterback he has. And one thing I noticed Hayden, and like, you can agree with me. Um, but when you're throwing, I think the hardest route to throw in the, in the NFL or like not in the NFL, just anywhere is an out route, right? Oh, for sure. We yeah. talked about that. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. If you watch, you guys can, you know, after this, go just turn on his highlights, like quick five, six minutes. You'll see him throwing out routes. And this man is with his shoulder square. He's throwing an out route. Like you'll see his, you know, his arm, you'll see his arm angle, everything. He's just like dropping like just dimes at, yeah. like for out routes. And that's a, that's a really common route in the NFL as well. And we've seen, We've seen even NFL guys struggle with that. I know that you can get picked off on those kind of routes. Those yeah. routes are really important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's probably the most picked off route in the NFL throughout you know throughout the season every year. Um, so it, you know, Az makes a good point with that. If he if he can throw that route consistently in in the NFL, he's gonna succeed. And you know, 
in, in at least one category. So And, like, again, like, I just, like, you know, it's all about offenses and, like, where this guy fits. And, like, you know, you can be you can be drafted by the wrong team and your career just, like, goes down really bad. But, you know, Zach Wilson, again, like, he fits, in my opinion, in more like a play-action play style, like Kyle Shanahan type offense um, with the Jets. The Jets got someone from Kyle Shanahan's coaching tree. Um, and also the Falcons, like, you know, obviously me being a Falcons fan, like, you know, I want us to draft Matt Ryan's replacement. Um, and I think in Arthur Smith's offense, Arthur Smith coming from Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, look at the success Ryan Tannehill had in a play action style offense. And so if Ryan Tannehill can do that, like Falcons getting Zach Wilson and developing, sitting him behind a year, like the Alex Smith situation, Alex Smith played for a year. Patrick Mahomes sat for a year. I, you yeah. know, I see that as a really nice option for the Falcons. But again, Falcons pick at number four. The more and more we're getting closer to the draft, like people are starting to realize how nice Zach Wilson is. Um, and so I don't know if he'll last that long, but man, like I'm excited. Like I hope he lands in the right team in the right spot. And also with Justin Fields, like I hope he lands in the right spot as well. And you know, if he does, if he has a right coach, like, you know, he, he has, he has some special talents too. So he has the ability to be good. He's got size too. He's six foot three, two thirty. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, that obviously like, like AZ has said, um, you know, it's, it's, it's about like natural talent and natural instinct that, that really matters, but um, Justin Fields definitely does have the size on him, and you know, over Zach Wilson, who I don't know exactly what Zach Wilson's dimensions are. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's smaller. He's, but yeah, he's. I don't think he's. I don't think he's six foot. But again, he? like size yeah. doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, like exactly. Russell Wilson, five eleven, and Kyler Murray. Kyler he's Murray, he's doing just fine. He's he's finding his way through exactly. Arizona. So, so. Um, yeah, I I think that Az has a good point with Zach Wilson. Um, I kind of just wanted to give. I have Justin a man Fields. crush on Zach Wilson. Uh, Love yeah. this dude. He, yeah, I have a man crush on Trevor Lawrence. AZ has one on Zach Wilson. So, <laughs> so let's see how they both do. Yeah, let's see how our boyfriends fare. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, that that about does it for the Wait, whole. Wait, hold up. Before we end, I want I know I didn't. I know we didn't talk about this in the beginning, but Jackson State, Jackson State, Deion Sanders, head coach. <laughs> You know who their quarterback is? Yes, Jalen Jalen Jones. Jones. So here's a story for y'all. Jackson State, the head coach, Deion Sanders, where a lot of transfers in this past, you know, past couple months transferred to uh, Jackson State, which no one's ever heard of. But Deion Sanders, like his dream has been to be a head coach of a team, and he's that of Jackson State. He went to Jackson State, and coincidentally, our guy. Or not our guy. I mean, like he, he knows us, but I don't know if he's our guy. Like yeah. if he considers us our guy, but <laughs> and he oh this is that guy that took Hay- so Hayden was supposed to be the starter. Okay, are okay. senior? No, hold up, hold up, hold up. He was supposed to be the starter his junior season. They're like, dude, Bozar, Bozar's gonna, and then Jalen Jones comes in. Or like, Bozar, sit down. Jalen Jones like six J- four, like J- J- Jalen Jones. He, he also like, oh, he also went to the num- oh. he also went to the top ranked high school. In, in, the, in the country for football. This man he's probably just, cried for months because he was like, man, why did Jalen Jones have to choose Jalen Jones was a senior at the time. I was a junior. Jalen Jones also went to St. Francis, which if you don't know, that's one of the top teams. At the time, they were the top team in the country. I think they won the national title Yeah, for, for a high school team. Yeah. So, okay, so – we can't we can't compare me to Jalen Jones. Okay. Jalen Jones is also I'm just saying, six foot four. I'm just points. saying you got your spot taken away in junior year. You got your spot taken away from a guy who transferred to hit for a senior year in your senior year. Yeah, so okay. I, I didn't get my spot FYI, taken away. FYI, we're gonna in end year. again 
on the note that Hayden's trash. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyways, I thought that was really cool. Like, Jalen Jones, he, he threw three touchdowns. He was 18 for 20. He ran for a touchdown. Dude, like, man's like, that's a lottery ticket for him. Like, what are the chances of Deion Sanders coming to coach your team? Jackson State, like, he was just trying to – he was probably – Jalen Jones, in his head, he's probably like, dude, I need to perform a year or two at Jackson State, Jackson State and transfer. Yeah. So, you know, he's lucky. He has – you know, Deion Sanders, and I know Deion Sanders' son also plays quarterback, but the fact that Jalen Jones started, he threw three touchdowns, ran for one, like, I'm happy for him. Yeah, yeah, same. It's it's always good to see, you know, guys where, where Henrico is their alma, alma mater. You know, yes, it's, sir. It's always, it's always good to yes, see this guys. I snapped to Jalen Jones, a couple, like, a bunch of times in practice, so yeah, I feel I was, I was, I I was Jalen Jones' best friend on the team when I was in 11th right, grade, I, so I think that was a little if, too have, much. If, if Jalen Jones ever gets to the much. NFL, then I was his best friend. I have, I have a shirt that's signed by him because I knew it was going to happen. He's going to go to the much. NFL, so. I think that's too much. <laughs> no, but that's, um, yeah, that, that about wraps it up for our podcast today. As always, thank you guys for listening so much. Um, we, we really appreciate it. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, just a little reminder, if you haven't followed or subscribed, the button's right there. It's free, and it takes two seconds if you're Tell your friends, to, your tell, families, your grandpas, your grandmas, <laughs> your, aunt, your neighbors, your, your aunt, your uncle, everyone, please. Everybody. Tell everybody about this podcast. Um, obviously, like we said, give us some feedback if you want. Um, you know, Reach out to us. We do have... Uh, we, we have made an email and a Twitter account for this podcast. So if you just look up on if you look up on Twitter, if you if you look up first down rundown on Twitter, um, then it should pop up. Our our account should pop up if if you want to tweet at us and give us some feedback. And our email is um you know if you guys want to reach out to us that way it's first down dot rundown at gmail dot com. So yeah, you know, if feel free to email us about anything. If you hate what we talked about, everything like let us know. Like you know. Just anything. <laughs> I don't think it would be that extreme. If you want to tell us about your day, like, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. fine too. Yeah, exactly. Tell us about how attractive you think Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are. We can, yeah. we can talk about that too. We, we can <laughs> talk about that all day. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for listening as always. And we will see you guys 